This Psychic Spectrum Radio Show podcast is brought to you by the producers of SP3 CBD oils, designed to assist you with your health issues ranging from pain, carcinoma, fibromyalgia, diabetes, neuropathy, and so much more. Find out more information at 253-297-7074 or on their website, sp3cbd.info. Hello once again and welcome to the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show where I am Skip. And I'm Sharon, the Princess of Chocolate, Sparkles, and today only Hershey Candy Bars. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean today only? It's usually every day. Well, yeah. But, but I was making this a special day. Yeah, it it's is It's full special. of emotion today. We're full of water. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we have a great guest lined up for you guys today. His name is Douglas Vermeeren and he is the... I guess I would say producer, author, creator of a video film that is called How Thoughts Become Things. And we're going to talk with him today in a little bit. We, But first, before we do that, we want to do some housekeeping here. We got to do some housekeeping as much as I hate to dust. But as you know, we've been married 45 years. We do parties, private events, and we also do 16 to 17 events every week. Uh, generally, we go to the Poodle Dog, but we're doing them online now. So we do our showcase on Wednesday nights on Facebook, and we have our Talking to the Other Side on Zoom on the first Saturday of each month. And you can go to PsychicSpectrum.com and check all of these things out and how to get to be part of them. Yes. And next week, is next week June 5th? No. Huh? I don't know. I have to look at the I calendar. don't know either. But anyway, the first Friday of June, we start mm-hmm. the new Speakers Bureau, which Skip is going to tell you all about. That's going to be a fun thing. Yes. It, yeah. It, it's a good thing. It's a it's uh, an, an online live event via Zoom, and it's a webinar, and you register on our off of our website at PsychicSpectrum.com, and what you will do is you get to spend an, an hour with one of our speakers. Maybe an hour and a half. And maybe a little lot longer, and then you get to have a half an hour session uh, of the speaker taking questions, interacting, and talking about their specialty. I think it's kind of cool. So, that yeah, it's going to be good. That's coming up, too. So, yeah. check it all out. It's yeah. at PsychicSpectrum.com. Mm-hmm. So, and thank you to all of you listeners out there that are listening. You know, I talked last week about doing a manifesting with money thing, um, but now I, I forgot about, and it's my fault, the speaker we have today, but it's all on the same topic. So we're going to do the speaker today, and then next week I'm going to give you something all right. on how to manifest on money, because I, I don't want to take away from his time. Okay, okay? that's good, yes. Yeah. In, in fact, let's let's do some quick housekeeping. Let's hear Sharon's uh, little section of the week here. Uh, Eric, what time is it? Oh, you caught me off guard, but here we go. It's (laughs) Sharon's Joke of the Week. You actually caught me off guard. Because I was going to do shout-outs first. But you want me to do the Joke of the Week? Sure, do that. Okay. Well, you know me. I'm always thinking and I'm always checking things out. And I have figured out that claustrophobic people are more productive when they think outside the box. Oh, really? Yes. Uh Yes. I mean, think about that. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, there you go. Drum roll. <laughs> so Rim the shot. other day, I gave my coworker the ham, the Heimlich renew, uh, maneuver, mm-hmm. and um, once again, it just shows how I'm lousy at giving birthday gifts. <laughs> okay. Hey, but if they were choking and you gave that to, them, <laughs> yeah, but they you saved joking. their life for their birthday. That's pretty good. Well, yeah, that would have been. Well, that would have been 
normalcy, but I don't do things normal. <laughs> ah. And my last one, you feathered friends of mine. Did you hear about the guy in India that was bitten by a snake when he was trying to take a selfie? Did no. you hear about uh -uh, that? I never heard no. that one. I have not figured out how the snake managed to bite the guy and hold the camera at the, at same, the same time. time. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, Brilliant, yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, do your shout-outs quick. We got to get roll on here. Okay. I want to say hi to Lisa and Frank and Elaine and Sharon and Mike James and Sharon and Mike. And because Sharon's our, our person that usually does the phone calls, but we can't do that in this environment. So hi, uh, Jennifer and Ann from Hawaii, Patty, Lou, Jessica, the eight J's, all the showcase peeps, Winter Ray and um, Karen, Mary, Dee Dee, Crystal, Julia, Richard, Kay, Anna and Josh and Stephanie and the listening audience. Right. And I do have to make a correction. And what's that? Well, last week when I was talking about the peppermint spray, when I said use use alcohol, yeah, um, I meant witch hazel. So I have to correct that. Okay. Yeah. So with, I'm done with all but the, the last three people on the face of the earth that you didn't mention. <laughs> welcome to the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show. We are going to take a short break and be back with our guest Douglas Vermeeren, and talk about his film that he made. It's called How Thoughts Become Things. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Is someone waiting to speak with you from the other side? Are you trying to reconnect with them? If so, you have that ability right now. The Psychic Spectrum's Talking to the Other Side presents evidential mediums Sharon and Skip Leingame. On the first Saturday of each month, Skip and Sharon spend four full hours talking with those who have passed on. Everyone who attends gets a message from Sharon and Skip. They also tell you things they psychically pick up about you, kind of like a psychic reading. Their messages are often based upon the energy that the audience brings with them. It assists Sharon and Skip in transmitting messages of love, memories, and thoughts, along with evidential details that you can recognize. And this helps prove that their existence and love for you never dies. You may come or go at any time during the event. The doors open at 5 p.m. and the program starts at 6 p.m. Admission is $30 per person at the door and dinner and desserts are available from the menu. You can find out more about the Psychic Spectrum's events at Psychic Spectrum. Com. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show with Skip and Sharon. And today we have our special guest, Douglas Vermeeren. He is a producer of a film called How Thoughts Become Things. And today we have him here to talk with us and talk about his film that is av available. You can actually watch it online. Um, I spent time and watched it, and uh, I was kind of really impressed with it because it takes things a bit further from what we've normally been taught. And, you know, our whole premise for the psychic spectrum is that we want to teach people. And this actually was really good, really very well written, Douglas. And anyhow, welcome to the, to the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show. Can I add one more thing? Yes. I saw his picture. He's cute. Yes. Mm -hmm. But He's welcome, Douglas. What's this? <laughs> I may be dead or old, but I'm not dead. Ah, you guys are so fun. Hey, thanks for having me. You guys are so awesome. Like, I'm really enjoying uh, our, our conversations even on the breaks. You guys are so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you sound like you have fun, too. Oh, life's too short not to, right? Oh, I tell you. Yeah, for sure. No, it's, it's exciting. Thank you for having me on. Hey. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you. You know, with, with, with the the watching of the video from here that we did. Um, mm. I, I want to preface what 
I'm, we're going to talk about what I'm going to ask you and the work that you did. Everybody's heard about the book and the little short video that was out, like what was like a five minute video about the secret. Oh, it was a long, and it was more than five minutes. If, if that piqued your interest, the, the video, the, the film that Douglas made called how thoughts become things takes that in my, in my view, takes that and goes way beyond that and really gets people to um, actually learn and know how to do things like that to manifest. And it, it's true. And in fact, what, what, was it, what impressed me, Douglas, with your video was the experts that you had who were there to comment or um, add you know, into the film and, and, and put into words other than just yours that, uh, of how they practice things, how they do things, and how, how it actually works. I was really impressed with that. Well, thanks. Yeah, we had a fun time. And uh, I, I actually did carefully select those experts specifically for their ability to teach. You know, one of the things that I'm kind of known for beyond just the filmmaking is when I was 19, I went out and I did interviews with more than 400 of the world's top achievers in business, um, you know, entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, people who'd won awards. And so I really, you know, had a, had a, a vast number of people I could have picked from, right? Uh, uh -huh. from people who really understood how to manifest, uh, you know, a high level and high degree of success. And so I wanted to make sure that I had people that not only had experienced it and created it, but had the skill of being able to teach it, which is also a separate skill, right? So right. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you picked up on that. And then obviously I, I love that you mentioned the movie The Secret because that was a great beginning of the conversation. And I think you'll notice if you enjoyed that film that actually some of the people I did select appeared in that film because mm -hmm. I believe that the first time uh, there were a lot of unanswered questions, right? And because it was, again, an introduction – there was a lot of things that people didn't really know what to expect, what to ask, what to think about. Mm -hmm. So this time around, we really decided to give you guys the goods, the, everything that you need to really start manifesting uh, better possibilities in your life. So thank you for noticing that. That was awesome. Yeah, which is really cool because some people like me need step by step. Right. You know? They just can't put it out there in a generic form and expect me to figure it out. Right. And, you know, the one thing that I liked was how – you mentioned the secret in the in your film, but you you took it a lot further. But I'm trying to I'm trying I'm trying to portray to our listeners um, how Douglas the this movie how does it compare or differ from the secret? Because, like I said, you your your new film takes this beyond and actually shows you step by step how to do this. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, I, I think that there are quite a few differences, but one of the things that I think was, uh, or a good way to describe it is the secret told us what, okay? So this is the law of attraction. That's what it is. This one really now shows you how. So now that you have those tools, that understanding of sort of what's working, now you can understand how to harness it. And one of the things that I think is really kind of interesting to me as I observe this, so people look at the title, how thoughts become things. And we've all heard before this idea that thoughts do become things. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that thoughts and things are the most important words in the title. So, for example, we all have thoughts, especially now with COVID going on. We've got thoughts of fear and maybe doubt or apprehension or confusion mm -hmm. maybe. Maybe some people even in your audience, you know, their incomes have been affected, their families have been affected. There's a lot of mixed thoughts right now. And then that idea of things, well, of course, we all have things that we want, you know, whether it's a nicer house, nicer car, better relationships, improved situations, whatever it is. 
But the truth is, is all the things that we want actually exist already in some form or another. Even the things that haven't been invented yet, the challenges and problems that will lead to those things already exist. But the Mm -hmm. things that most people never talk about or maybe that they're not willing to talk about is those two other words. That's how and become. So how can you stabilize the thoughts that are going to mostly empower you? How can you overcome your fears? How can you overcome the, the difficulties in your thoughts and stay focused with what matters? We talk about that in the film. And then lastly, that word become, that's really the change that you need to make in yourself. So that yep. when you have these things arrive, that you can sustain them. I kind of love what Jim Rohn said a number of years ago. Jim Rohn, the motivational speaker, he said, if you win the lottery, you've got to learn how to become a millionaire very quickly if you're going to keep it. That's absolutely that's the true. One thing, yeah, a lot of people miss that, that they don't understand that this idea of thoughts become things isn't really about the things that are outside us. It actually is about the, the us that's within us. That if we want to expand what we have, we have to first begin by expanding who we are. And that's mm-hmm. one of the big messages of the film. How do we overcome the programming that we've been raised with or the programming that we're currently facing and the things that we're allowing to influence us now and to shape our thinking? How can we really kind of put ourselves in a better position so that the outcomes that we're creating are really the things that we truly want and will make us happy, right? Right. So true. How how predictable is it that we talk about thought becoming things? Can, and, and can anyone do it? Oh, absolutely they can. Well, here's the thing that's kind of interesting, just even looking at my own story. A lot of people sometimes have pointed at me and said, well, yeah, it's nice for you to say you've got, you know, an income coming in. You've got a beautiful family. You've got all these wonderful things. Well, the truth is I wasn't born with any of that, right? I didn't just show up and there it was, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. not kind of how life works. And in fact, carefully looking at my background in my life, Um, I actually was raised in what I call the poverty pattern, meaning that my parents didn't understand how to create these outcomes either. My father worked in construction and very hard. At uh, one point when I was a a young boy, he had four jobs just to bring money in. And my mother babysat kids in the home. And at one point, and I don't think this is even legal anymore, but she had 12 kids uh, sometimes at one time that were being babysat in our home, right? So my parents didn't have a lot of money. Uh, I wore hand-me-downs until I was in high school. Uh, you know, and so for being able to take a situation with someone that doesn't really understand any of these things, in fact, I had no even idea of what personal development or the power of thought was even until I was in, like, you know, first year of college, right? Mm-hmm. But to be able to go from that to now, you know, having these things, I wouldn't say figured out, but understood at a deeper level, right? Now I'm beginning to see the results. And I think the thing that astonished me the most is that these results will arrive as quickly as you are prepared to receive them, right? (laughs) So when Mm -hmm. we get ourselves on track and we understand what we need to do, these things come together quickly. Now, if there's one big aha that I learned, like I said, when I was 19, I started studying some of the world's top achievers, and I started meeting with them. That idea that you become the combination of the five people you spend the most time with is very true, especially when it comes to how thoughts become things. Because our thoughts will always rise to those that we spend time with. You've heard it said that, you know, your net worth equals your net worth. Well, everybody thinks about money. But the truth is, is your net worth, I I think a better definition is, it's really what does your uh, immediate peer group find of worth? Like, what do they find valuable? What do they find worthy? And Mm -hmm. if your network has a certain set of values, that is the net worth, right? And you'll rise to the level of the things that you allow to influence you. Your thinking, for most people, is very, very reactive. We respond to our surroundings and the people that we choose to to spend time with. 
And so as soon as I started hanging around with more high-level achievers and to really dedicate my, my efforts consciously to make sure that I was, you know, taking in appropriate uh, influence, right? Like I was not spending time watching negative things on the news or bad movies or things that weren't uplifting me or edifying me or, or inspiring me. I found that actually as soon as I started really turning the dial to tune into those things that were of most value, that I started living a life of higher value. And so I think that that's a, that's a really important message uh, that we share both in the film, but I think it's also something that, uh, to your question, can anyone do it? Yeah, but it's a choice. It's not something yes. that happens by accident. We never become successful or fall into something by just happen to being in the right place at the right time. You really need to decide that you want a better outcome. And if you decide and now get committed and start taking action towards that, your outcomes will change, and to be honest, faster than you probably will believe. Yeah. You know, I have always said if and, and I don't mean this in a negative way, I just got to say it this way. If you want to be a successful bar fly, hang around bars. If you want to be a <laughs> successful lawyer, hang around successful lawyers. And I tell yeah. people, if you want to be a successful psychic, hang around successful and productive psychics. And yeah. It, it, yeah. it's the same thing as you're saying. But what you're saying is so true is that you are. Who is who you become, who you are with, and your surroundings, your thoughts, and how you create those things. But you got to be ready. It's when the student's you, ready that the teacher appears. Yes. You, you know, it's kind of funny because I remember as a kid, it was, uh, you know, my, my mom used to say me this as a teenager, like when I was a teenager, right? Be careful who you hang around, right? Choose your friends <laughs> carefully. Um, and, and that's something that we often say to kids, right? Oh, yeah. But the mm -hmm. truth is, is that carries on through your entire life, right? And so right. if you want to, again, rise to high levels, you need to uh, really hang around with those who are most inspiring. Now, I do want to say a little caveat here, though, because I know that there's a lot of, you know, personal development gurus that are out there saying you need to eliminate toxic people from your life. And mm -hmm. I think that we've got to be careful about that. Certainly there are people who are abusive that, you know, really we shouldn't be spending time with them and we do need to flee. But there is a big difference between someone who's abusive and someone who says things that don't always feel right. So let me maybe just kind of clarify, and I talk about this in the film a little bit, that I don't believe we need to eliminate all the negative resources and sources around us. Some of them are actually designed to protect us and to keep us safe. And sometimes people who tell us things that may hurt our feelings are just bad communicators, but their motives are good, right? Like they've got good intentions. Like, again, going back to as a teenager, I had people who told me, you know, Doug, you can't go and do that. And mm -hmm. I didn't like to hear it. It didn't feel good, but it was certainly great wisdom at the time, and I needed to hear that. And so when I went out and I interviewed the world's top achievers, what I noticed is that they did not run from problems. They also did not run from people. They mm -hmm. learned how to expand their abilities and deal with problems and with people. And so in some cases, it's not eliminating the toxic or the negative. It's learning how to rise above it. And so exactly. I'm going to just suggest that even with our influences, we do choose to spend time with more inspiring people. But be very careful that we don't discount people who have lessons. Again, a critic is sometimes someone who has great value. They're just not a great communicator. Right, right. Well, if we didn't have those negative people in our life, we wouldn't have any way of knowing what we don't want to be. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah and, and I'm also, uh, um, how should we say, if we look at some big celebrities, and I'm not going to mention specific names, I mean, just mm -hmm. use your imagination here, but sometimes they're surrounded with so many yes people that they really get out of control. They don't have anyone to tell them that's out of bounds. Don't yeah. do that. And so I think we all need people who can kind of keep us 
uh, how should we say, tethered almost a little bit, mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. we end up doing the right things. But bring us um, back to reality. Bring us back to reality. And here's also something kind of interesting too. And I really wish in the film I would have gotten a chance to talk about this a little bit more. But you've heard it said that happiness is a choice. And I kind of disagree with that. Happiness starts with a choice, but there's a lot of choices that people make that aren't always great, and they don't lead to better things. In fact, sometimes their choices are based on immediate gratification, and that never works, right? Immediate gratification never really brings joy in the long term. So here's the way I would define happiness, is happiness is uh, a choice, but it's also being very satisfied or at peace with the consequences that follow. And so we need to be very aware of what consequences we're creating, even more so than the original choice. And so I would suggest that, you know, when we talk about how thoughts become things, uh, I love what Stephen Covey said once about things, right, creating success. He said sometimes people climb the ladder of success only to find that it's leaning against the wrong wall. And so we need to understand that there's a long-term thing that we need to look at, and when we can really truly understand our values and things that we really want to create and the things that we want to have as a legacy – um, we can start really creating with purpose, and that's where things really get exciting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're right. You're du- right. Douglas, I'm going to stop here just for a second. We're going to take a short break, um, and we'll be back. And our listeners who have just joined us, we are talking with Douglas Vermeeren, the producer, the author, the creator, everything, of How Thoughts Become Things, which is a new film that's out there for you to watch, and you can watch it online from your home or any device that you have. It's like taking the secret further. Further, much further, and and better. And understanding it. And what we're going to do is we'll be right back. This is the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show, and... Hold on, because we've got more coming from How Thoughts Become Things. Have you heard about the Psychic Showcase? It's a weekly event that has some of the world's best-known speakers on almost every topic in the metaphysical. It's been going on every Wednesday evening at the same location for nine years. When you attend, you'll learn about psychic ability, ghosts, UFOs, angels, mediumship, astrology, ghost hunts, Sasquatch, and so much more. There's a complete panel of psychics, astrologers, healers, and other modalities. Everyone who attends gets a free psychometry reading from a member of the panel, and you can have a private reading before or after the program. Join Sharon and Skip every Wednesday evening at Five's Poodle Dog Restaurant for the Psychic Spectrum's Psychic Showcase. You'll find like-minded people who are interested in having fun, learning, and experiencing the premier psychic showcase in the Pacific Northwest. Admission is just $8 per person at the door, and dinner and desserts are available from the menu. You can find out more information about the Psychic Spectrum's events at PsychicSpectrum.com. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Welcome back one more time to the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show with Skip and Sharon. And today we are interviewing Douglas Vermeeren, who is the author, creator, and producer of How Thoughts Become Things, Mm -hmm. a film for you that takes manifesting beyond what was called the secret before. And it it just lays things out so clear and you can watch this film. I was going to say, you can do it from home. You can do it from home. It's online. In fact, before we get into any more questions, Douglas, why don't you tell people here where they can see your film at? Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we've made it really easy. The film is called How Thoughts Become Things. 
And so you just go to the website, www.howthoughtsbecomethings.com. So it's uh, the name of the film, again, How Thoughts Become Things. And one of the cool things is if you head over there to see it in the next little while, we've actually got some free gifts that we wanted to share with everyone. One of the things that I think is kind of neat is our film's a little different than most, whereas then it's a film that you'll want to watch again and again, and we've included a workbook so that you can actually look at strategies of how to implement the material and get some real results. And so it's not... Wow, that's great. So you had to get a watch party going. It's an, it's, get a watch party going, but it's an experience. And by the way, with watch parties, here's something really cool that most people don't know about. If you get 25 or more people together, we will get one of the speakers from the film on a Zoom call with you after the film to do a Q&A. So, oh, that's uh, cool. That's have neat. One of our people, yeah, one of our people from The Secret or whatever, that'll be fun. If you want to have me on, that'll be fun. Let's uh, get together and have a party. Get some popcorn going, and it'll be a good time, right? Yeah, that sounds awesome. In fact, we may just have you on our speakers bureau one night on a Friday or on a, yeah, on a Friday evening yeah. and uh, let you go for an hour and talk about this. I'd love to do it. In fact, you know what's really kind of fun is right now, obviously today we're talking about how thoughts become things. But mm-hmm. after my interviews with 400 of the world's top achievers, as you can imagine, I've got some pretty interesting things to share about how oh, some man. of these world's top achievers have really attained the things that they have. And uh, it's one of my favorite topics. As you can tell, I get pretty passionate about it because it literally has changed my life, too. And I've seen it change the lives of so many people. So I love this information. It's highly valuable. And I'd be excited to support that. Absolutely, I would. That'd be great. And, you know, that's one thing that impressed me when I read the press kit for your your film. And then I watched the film. And then, I mean, I I stopped it, went back, replayed it, and watched it. And I mean, several times, several, several times. But I have to tell you, I was impressed with the research that you did. I mean, you know, a few people, maybe 100 people, about 400 people, and covering this so much in depth before you put this together, it's like there's got to be some real quality here for that people can use. So well, th- I have to you. ask. And, and, oh, I'm, I'm well, still researching. In fact, I'm looking for anybody around the world that I can interview that would, uh, again, give me more tools to be able to share with my students. So. Yeah, oh, cool. <laughs> you can't you can't be a teacher unless you're a student first, right? Right, that's right. right. And let me ask you a question here, Douglas. Why do mo- why do most people have a hard time creating things with their thoughts? Now, people the versus an example here of saying, "Gee, I, I'd really like to have this." Um, um, God, spirit, universe, whatever you want to say, can you bring this to me? I, I'm open to it. It's like that's that's asking. Now you have to help yeah. create it with your thoughts. So why yeah. do people have a hard time doing that? Well, there's, there's quite a few reasons, but I think it essentially comes down to their programming, right? Like from the day that we're born, and maybe yeah. even before, because uh, in film we talk a little bit about what we call genetic programming and even the circumstances yeah. that we're born into. There's a set of beliefs that are even already there in the communities that you know, we're born into long before we arrive. And so our programming really helps us to either succeed or sometimes fail based on what that programming sort of is set up for we we arrive into a set of beliefs and the interesting yep. thing is too is that that programming is continuing even up right now people who are listening to this show are being currently programmed to have a certain set of beliefs and i think one of the things that um, most people who struggle with manifesting things in reality don't experience is uh, a moment of awareness where they can sit down and actually look at what they do believe or what has been programmed into them from the beginning of time. And one of the most dangerous programming, like we've got programming of fear, 
There's programming of limited beliefs that we have. There's mm-hmm. programmings of worthiness that we have. And I think that that's actually probably one of the most dangerous ones that we often don't recognize. And, um, you know, in psychology, they call it investment bias, meaning that we feel like we've got to pay a certain price before we qualify for some certain level of success or achievement. And most of us feel as though we've never done the work or we haven't earned it or we aren't capable of it or or you fill in the blank, right? And so oftentimes we may have these really brilliant ideas come through our intuition or, or right into our, you know, our minds that we could be, we could do, we could have. And then second, right behind it, come these ideas of fear. No, you're not good enough, or you've never done this before. You don't have the experience. You don't have the knowledge, the money, the know-how, the opportunity, or whatever, right? And so we immediately shut ourselves down before giving ourselves the opportunity to kind of do an internal spiritual creation, if you will, right? And so that's the biggest thing that shuts us down is our our own programming. (laughs) And it's unfortunate And in the film, we talk a little bit about how to overcome that, how to recognize it. Um, But it's it's one of those things where until we really start to analyze it, if we look at it from a reality point of view, right, and start to understand that we can and that we are worthy and that there's brilliance within us, as soon as we start to see these possibilities, our mind begins to reshape its programming. But it's Mm -hmm. not always instant. It really depends on, like, some of the program we have has got some really heavy, deep emotions behind it. So there can be some work to do. Your thoughts and actions become actuality or reality, and you have to actually live what you think and what you believe. And that, that at least that's been our findings. Well, and you over also the have years. to believe you're worthy. Yes. I, I mean, yeah. I have a, well, well, a personal well, story. That's probably that the biggest one, right? Because yeah. the truth of the matter is, is even people who've never pursued something, like let's say, for example, you've got something you're going to try, but you don't know how. If you feel worthy, you'll find the how, right? But if you don't feel worthy, oftentimes you'll pass it up. You'll just say, listen, it's for somebody else. I'm not qualified, right? Mm -hmm. And you'll give up even before you start. It's kind of like kids, if you imagine they all line up to run the 100-meter dash, right, 100-yard dash. The gun goes off, and they start running, and you see a few pull ahead. Well, the minute that you begin to experience uh, a feeling of doubt, you actually don't give your best anymore. You slow down, and it's easier to run with the pack than it is with the leaders, And so I think we've got to all recognize that we have brilliance within us. And the other thing that I think is important to realize, and I see this with a lot of the students that I work with, is most of the time they ask the wrong questions when it comes to creating success. The questions are always, what should I do or how can I do it? And those questions always are eye-focused, meaning on themselves. And they put a lot of heavy pressure on themselves to be the perfectionists and they're the ones that have to have all the answers. Mm -hmm. But I went out and studied the world's top achievers, The way you create success isn't a what or a how question. It's actually a who question. And it always has to do with who can help me, who knows the answer to this, who can I lean on, who could I get to do this for me. Those are the questions that you need to ask. And if you've got everything balanced on you, of course you're going to come short because you've never done this before. And so I think a simple shift in looking for help and recognizing that all the major accomplishments in the history of the world have always been accomplished by a team, never by an individual. You want to climb Mount Everest, it's never been one person that's gone to the top by himself. It's always been a team. You want to get to the moon? That's Neil Armstrong, right? He had a whole crew of people sitting in Houston, and those that built the rocket, he never did it by himself. He couldn't have done it by himself. Same thing with the people winning Olympic gold medals. So we need to understand that if we're counting on us by ourselves, it's going to be a hard climb. If we start getting other people involved, then it gets easier, right? Yeah, and you know, 
let's say somebody starts to do this. Let's say somebody reads your reads, you know, watches your film and um, reads into it, does all the work they need to do and starts do, practicing this uh, process. How quick can thoughts be shifted and can the change be permanent? Well, I, I think far quicker than most people will actually realize. Let me share an interesting example of that. So when I was doing my interviews, and I mentioned this in the movie, um, I wanted to really understand change, right? Like mm -hmm. the idea of getting from where we are to where we want to be. So who actually in the world uh, facilitates the quickest transformation, the quickest change? Now, at first, I was drawn to a lot of personal development leaders, and many of them say, hey, I can you know, create a shift and a change over a weekend at a seminar. And there's a lot that can. So I do agree with that. There's some instant shifts that happen. But for me, that wasn't quick enough. I think uh, as I was looking at that, I wanted to find a more instantaneous change. Well, what this led me to doing was to actually interview the people that trained the workers on the suicide hotline. And if you think about it, that has to be the quickest change on the planet. You've got somebody that calls in on the hotline. Sometimes, you know, they're in the deepest point of despair. They've got a gun in their hands even, or maybe they've got, taken pills already. So you need to make a change quick, right? Like if you want to shift somebody from feeling bad to, to feeling at least hopeful, the right. suicide hotline workers are the masters of that. And yes. as I chatted with this lady who trained the workers, I was really surprised and she told me something that I had never thought of before. And she said, when someone comes in, uh, the one thing that we are not allowed to say to them is don't kill yourself. And I was like, what? Because for me, that's the first thing I would say to somebody who calls into the suicide hotline, right? And so as I talked to this lady, I said, well, what would you say? She says, well, the reason, first of all, we can't say don't kill yourself is because it takes away their choice. And that's why they're feeling helpless. They don't feel like they have a choice. This is the only way out that they have to take their life. And she said, as we help them to see their choices, their power returns. So we say to them, yes, you could take your life, but that's what this looks like. We help them see consequence. And you could also call in and get help. And that's what this looks like. You're doing that now. And you could even do this. And tomorrow, this is what you could do and so forth. And she said, as we help them see the more choices that return, they, can, they begin to gain more power. And so I thought that was really interesting. How quick can someone shift? from where they are and the thinking that they have, well, I'm going to suggest that it's as quickly as they begin to recognize the power of choice. The moment that they recognize that the path they're going on is not the only path, the moment they have awareness that there's something different, something new, something maybe more powerful, they then begin to shift their thoughts. Now, the interesting thing about this is that even with all those choices that come, it doesn't mean they got to take them all, right? You know, someone right. who's calling into the suicide hotline, they have lots of choices now that get presented to them, but that doesn't mean that all those choices are going to give them exactly what they want. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they have those choices now gives them the ability to see new futures. And I think that that's the same thing with, you know, what we've tried to do in this film is we want to help people see that the destiny that they have maybe got ahead of them is not necessarily the destiny of the path that they're currently on. Wherever you're at today does not equal your future. Your future is unwritten, and you can start to really grasp anything that you want, right? Like if there's different things that you want, whether it's in the areas of feelings of self-worth or abundance or relationships or, you know, the possessions that you have or the connections that you have, even your health, right, in terms of, you know, maybe, you know, you want to have uh, different dietary things or, or, or more healthy lifestyle or outcome. All of these things are within your, your grasp. You just need to really, again, recognize what choices are there and then start dialing into the things that are going to open those possibilities to you. 
So I'm, I'm very excited about this. It's, 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 so, it's exciting, right? <laughs> so saying that in another way, if I'm hearing you correctly, is just the fact of you allowing yourself to have the power to say, I have the right to do it or not do it. I have yeah, the right to think, believe I can. I, I have the I right to believe I'm worth it. Saying it. Yeah, you, you've, you've hit the nail on the head. I think the challenge with many people is they don't give themselves permission to exactly. make new choices. They don't give themselves permission. And so, you know, this question of how quickly can this all happen, I think as quickly as you acknowledge that you are entitled exactly. to whatever decision that you'd like to make, right? Your future is within your mm-hmm. hands. And, um, yes. you know, one of the things that I think is, is often a bit of a tragedy is that many of us feel as though we need to uh, live our life within a certain conformity to what's expected of us from others, and we've given away our power. In fact, uh, I've often kind of thought about, hey, maybe my next movie ought to be called The Lost Message. And I was thinking about this mm-hmm. because what's The Lost Message? The Lost Message is, is we're not listening to our most authentic self. In fact, we're taking our cues from how many likes we get on Facebook, how many subscribers That's are right. supporting what we're talking about, and what does the media tell us we should dress like or act like or be or behave. And the truth mm-hmm. is, is, because of all that, we're living a bit of a lie, right? We're living according to the expectations of outside people rather than the things that would make us truly happy. And I think, I think that, you that's live in fear thing. a little too, because you're afraid. You're afraid of what you're going to see in yourself. I think you're right. I think you're right. And, um, and fear, of course, is one of the worst enemies. And, and naturally, I mean, there's a lot of people who haven't ever experienced uh, a success outside their current programming. And that creates mm-hmm. a lot of fear, right? Like, if, if we oh, look yeah. at today's society, we're seeing a lot of people shift from working in a nine-to-five and in a corporate job or in a sense of security to more of an entrepreneurial base, especially when we're all at home now with you know, what's going on with COVID, how we can kind of be independent of the system, so to speak. And I think that's caused a lot of fear. But at the same time, I hope it's really opened a lot of eyes to possibilities that there isn't a wrong answer, Right. If, if this is your authentic calling to be more entrepreneurial, we can pursue that. And wouldn't I'm excited be, that people are starting to see that for themselves. Wouldn't it be cool if you could take that and and see how the astrological signs and the way your self-programming is and putting that all into a bundle and see how it all affects how you really think and feel? Well, I think we're on our way there. I think, Do again, you? Um, you know, some people have looked at this COVID as – as uh, a really terrible tra- tragedy, and I personally am looking at it as a catalyst for reset. I That's think what we've been saying. Us, yeah, it, it's helping us really uh, see what our truest values are. Yep. You know, what's interesting is I was chatting with my wife the other day, and um, I'm not saying that we were shopaholics, that we would you know spend a lot of time at the mall, or that we would always eat out for dinner or whatever, but those were a regular part of our life, probably the same mm-hmm. as everyone else who's listening. But now that we've been kind of forced to find a more, how should we say, uh, isolated view, but really with ourselves, right? Yes. We have found what, what truly matters and the values that are highest to us and the things that we truly can't live without versus the things that were just kind of fun. So, and did you, know, you not you find the difference that, between joy and fun, right? <laughs> did, did you not find too that you actually came back to understanding why the two of you even got together? Fair enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I think that this is this is a brilliant time for everyone to have that reset to really see what our truest values are. And, and I love that this idea. Uh, I was talking with John D. Martini once from The Secret, and John's one of my best friends. 
uh, in our last movie called The Treasure Map that came out before this one, I, I love one of his thoughts. He said that wealth appears in the form that we value most. And so everyone's wealthy. It's now just an opportunity to see really what do you value most. Yeah. Right? Is that not true? You know, Douglas, I'm I'm not – most people, a lot of people are an avid reader. Like Sharon here, she reads the books and then – I tell you what they say. I just say, just tell me what it says. What's the, what's what's the the premise, and I'll go from there. Okay, and I'm the person I can handle a video really well, and it's not that I I don't read. I just don't like it. I don't I I don't think I have the time for it for, with my schedule. So anyhow, it's easier for me. But the question here is: is are you planning? Is there a book coming out on this? Yes, there is. In fact, we're in negotiations right now with um, a fairly major publisher. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say or not, but I'll say it, and then if I get in trouble later, we'll worry about that, right? You don't want to jinx it, though. You don't want to jinx it. Yeah, we're working with the same publisher that did The the Secret. So they're they're talking about later this year, we'll have the book come out, and, um, you know, it'll be uh, a very similar kind of hard copy book with some really Mm -hmm. great tools in it. One of the things that I love about doing the book is – you know, obviously the movie, you, know, you can only share so much because the movie is sort of a limited piece, right, which is mm-hmm. still awesome. I mean, you know, we can use music and we can use visuals and we can really share the story. But there are some things that with a book you can go into deeper, more fine-tuned detail. You can include exercises and questions for people to consider and ask and even some suggestions for, you know, things that they can do. And so the book will be much more in detail than the movie, but together there'll be uh, really good companion pieces to each other to help people to really get the most out of it. Now, Uh right now I should mention that when people do order the movie, there are two really cool books that come with it. So you get them, uh, you know, as a digital version right now, um, but the actual printed book that will be available in the bookstores will be slightly different even than those two. So there's a lot of companion pieces. It's a deep conversation that for those who really want to learn how to do this, we want to give you all the assets and tools you're going to need uh, to really manifest everything that that you're hoping to do. That's cool. That's great. That's absolutely wonderful. You know, I I have to say, you have been uh, featured, it says here, and you've been featured on Fox, CNN, ABC, NBC, CTV, CBC, CBC, (laughs) and others. Every C there is. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, ever see. Um, but I have to say, I've, I've, I've watched you on Fox. Um, and I've, I think I've actually was on NBC. I'm not sure I saw you another time before that. But um, I mean, people out there that are listening, if they think that you're just a guy that made a made a film and people can, you know, watch it and this and that. No, you you are probably what I would consider an expert very, very much the world-leading expert in this type of uh, uh, thought or, or, or research. I think he walks his walk and talks his talk. Yeah, I, I'm really impressed. Now, the video, the film, I keep calling it video. It's a film slash video, video slash film, whatever you want to call it. Sure. But it's how thoughts become things. And people can find this at howthoughtsbecomethings.com. Um, it's, um, it's pretty simple to, to remember. And your website is for you is douglasvermeeren.com. It's V-E-R-M-E-E-R-E-N.com. So I, I really encourage people to go and order this film, watch it. And, get a watch party going. And Yeah, get a watch party online. I mean, it's really awesome thing. You know, I am living proof of this. You are? Yes. Why? Because I am a princess. 
Oh, yes. <laughs> Love it. I've yeah. said that since I was born. Yeah, she really has. <laughs> and I believe it. <laughs> you know, I, I, when I watched your film, I was I was really, I mean, I sat here for the, the whole hour and watched, and I was really mesmerized by the whole thing. And you piqued my interest because you say the same kind of things, but differently that we have said and, and practiced for our 45 years of marriage. And I got to say that, that you put this together really well. And if people have a hard time following directions, they will not have a hard time following directions and understanding with this film. And you know what we always say, the same thing will be said over and over, whether it's from you or us or somebody else Mm till they get it. Yes. And it may be, (laughs) you may say it and they'll go, huh? And he can say the same thing. And all of a sudden, for some reason, the light bulb comes on. So, yeah. You know, that's just the way it works. And then the more people that are saying things and people hearing them that are similar things, then when that one person says or does something or they watch your film, all of a sudden the light bulb comes on and they all go, oh, mm, that's what I that know. was. It's amazing. Now I understand. I love to see their faces light up when the light bulb comes on. Yeah. I think that's one but, of my favorite things, too. And yeah. you, you know what I think is also really exciting for me, uh, oh, one of my favorite things anyways, is obviously to see the changes in the people. And uh-huh. I just recently received an email from a young boy, actually, who was 11 years old. And I thought this was interesting to me because he said that one of his favorite parts in the film was when we talk about how to overcome fear. And mm-hmm. uh, in, in that video, you know, we talk a little bit about that. You might remember with uh, the lady mm-hmm. talking about the spiders. But mm-hmm. he yeah. wrote me an interesting letter, and he said, you know, I have been afraid of bullies because there's bullies at school. I have been afraid about my future for school and what I'm going to do with my life. And he says, and now with COVID going on, I'm really afraid because I really don't know. And a lot of the conversations right now, I think, around the COVID virus are dealing with things for adults, like adult issues. Nobody's really talking about how the kids might be struggling with this and how they might be thinking about this. But he said, you know, I've really been afraid. I thought this was literally the end of the world and I didn't know what to do. And I (laughs) see my parents struggling and I see everyone else struggling. He said, this film really helped me to put in perspective what fear really is. And so, you know, we we talk a lot about, you know, the, the big manifesting part of things, but I'm so grateful that this film has been able to give comfort to a lot of people, too. Oh, definitely. We're struggling with some really difficult issues right now. Yeah. And Isn't that strange? It was an 11-year-old and 11 in numerology is a spiritual messenger. Yeah. Isn't that and interesting? You know, Douglas, we, we, don't, we don't endorse a lot of different things until we really understand them and get into them, but... I highly recommend, and I'm, and I mean this, everybody listening, highly recommend that they watch your film. It, it it's incredible. It puts things in so much perspective. And like I said earlier in the show, it takes the secret beyond the secret. It tells you how to do it. It doesn't just tell you what it is. It tells you how to do it, it step by you. step. And you you cannot not understand it. It helps open them up. Yes. I mean, your 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 film is just amazing. Take the blinders off and let the universe in. Yes. And, Douglas, we're I, running I, out I of really time. I really appreciate you guys. I, I just want to first of all say I really appreciate you guys. You guys are so awesome. And uh-huh. I appreciate your endorsement of the film. Uh, as much as I'd love to take full credit for it, I think also the interesting thing about this movie is you also get what you bring, meaning that, If you come and you're ready to receive and you're ready to hear and you're ready to understand, you Uh get what you bring. And so you will receive the benefits as you come. And and this is also the kind of film that I love 
because people can watch it multiple times and get different things every time they're ready for something new, right? Yep. That's important. Yep. And that's how you open up. And, you know, people can change their lives by watching this film just one time. That's how yeah. that's how laid out this and understand able to understand this process that you put in there. It's layered. It, it, it's, it's incredible. Layered. It's layered. Yeah. Because you can only open up so much at a time. So yes, you open up, you learn, then you're ready to open up some more and learn some more. So, well, let's do this. Let's tell our listeners where they can get the film from. They can go to www.howthingsbecomethingscom so once again, how thoughts become things.com. It's a it's a great video. You you cannot make a mistake by by watching this. You will understand everything um, that Douglas Vermeeren, the creator of this film, has tried to convey. Um, and the like we said or you said earlier, the research with four hundred some people. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm waiting for the sequel. Which know? the number 404 is building a, a, a foundation. So look what he's doing for the universe. Uh, absolutely. I tell you. Well, Plus you know, one, they, they one of my favorite things about that, too, the other day, and I didn't even think of this. I had, you know, I was doing a live seminar. This was obviously before all this uh, COVID stuff started. But I had uh -huh. a, a fellow who was a lawyer who was at one of my events, and he said, you know what? If I had a witness on the stand, I could establish that something happened. If I had three witnesses, it would be even better if I had a dozen indisputable evidence. And then he pointed out that you, sir, he said to me, have interviewed 400 of the world's top achievers. He said, I haven't seen that for a long time. So you have indisputable evidence of what it really takes to create a success beyond anything that anyone's presenting mm -hmm. right now. And I don't take credit for that. Again, these are the 400 of the world's top achievers that they, through blood, sweat, and tears, and all kinds of efforts, discovered what worked in their lives. And they were yep. so kind to share it now with me. So therefore, I will share it with the world. And so we've got some really powerful tools that I don't think anyone since the days of Napoleon Hill has had a chance to really share. So we've got a unique experience here. So I, I hope that people find it very beneficial. I, I believe spirit will direct them. So just have I faith. I hope so. Just well, have faith. I want to remind everybody, go to www.howthoughtsbecomethings.com. Now, Doug could stay on the line there and go for Skip's corner and see if he can answer your questions. Or yeah. he's, you know. Doug, are you are you time. game for this for Skip's corner? Let's do it. Absolutely. It's time for 100%. Skip's corner. All right, this you guys is are awesome. I'll, expl <laughs> I'll explain it to you so you understand it. This is kind of a little challenge that I do every week. That um, it's between Eric, our producer, and Sharon. And I do like a, I do a little running tally every week, see who's got the most points here, who gets things yeah. right. And I have to go 1,002 before yeah. I can and, answer. Yeah. yeah, and she does, she counts, give us a couple seconds for delay here because of the delay from doing this from our home office. So, Eric, are you ready? I'm as ready as I'll ever be, as I always All say. Right. Yeah. Instead of a, a, a two way, we're having a three way contest today. All right. So, this is great. We got so, four I minutes. I understand the rule. We got four minutes. You just you just shout out your answer as soon as you can. All right. Okay. This is a true or false. Thirty percent of all marriages. <laughs> I'm just practicing, right? I'm the guy. Yeah. Who's on the buzzer. That's, that's positivity at its finest. Okay. Thirty percent of all marriages globally are between first cousins. True. true. Sure. Why not? Eric. True. You are all wrong. It's 20% 20, 20 of all marriages globally 
are between uh, first cousins. Well, we have more morals than I thought. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. All right. This one here is about Dr. Zeus, and this is a true or false. Okay. The book that he wrote, uh, Dr. Zeus's Trufilla Trees, that book, The Lorax, is what it's about. It was actually okay. based on a real tree. True or false? Sure. True. 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 Man, you guys are all three correct. Good job. Nice. All right. Yeah. Nice. Okay, here's a good one. Now, think and about I love them. green eggs and ham. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yummy, everybody's, yummy, yummy. Yeah. Everybody's heard Beam Me Up, Scotty. Uh -huh. Yes. Was that ever really said on one of the tar Star Trek films false. or, or yeah, shows? Yeah, it was never said. It was never said. No, false. Yeah, it, it, it was never said. Eric? I'm going to agree with these guys. Yep, it was never, ever said on, on the show or the films, any of the shows or the films. I'm just a doctor, Jim. Very that's right. cool. Yeah, come it, Jim. I'm a doctor, yeah. not oh. a magician. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm a brain surgeon. I'm not a brain yeah. no, I'm a doctor, says, not I'm, a brain I'm surgeon. I'm just a doctor, Jim. Yeah. Highly illogical, um, sir. <laughs> it's illogical. <laughs> All right. Actually, now, back you know, in the 19th... The interviews I did was Michelle Nichols, and she is absolutely awesome. You know, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I even got a picture of her giving me a kiss. It's one of my favorite pictures. Oh, oh that's cool. How lucky. She is such a sweetheart. She is amazing. We were, in, we were, real quick, we were in Los Angeles at an expo, and we were one of the fe featured speakers, one of the featured speakers there. And this lady was in the audience, and you looked at her, and you would never know she was an actress, but she was actually a Klingon several times. And, oh. and we actually did a reading for a lady that was the voice of the computer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right on. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay, last questions, cool. real quick. Awesome. Americans in the back in the 1960s, they had an X amount of time that they would spend preparing meals. Today, it's it's cut yes. it's cut in half. True or false? True. False. True because of the microwave. Oh, Eric, 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 that you lost. Well, Eric said. All right. You guys said true. <laughs> Eric said. Eric said false. Oh. It, it's true. Americans spend an average of 37 minutes a day doing meal prep and cleanup. This is roughly half of the amount that was spent in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. So but you know what? Also, because, the, I have to because say, of mixers and microwaves yeah. and yeah. But I'd also have to say the nutritional value of our food that we're preparing nowadays is probably about one fiftieth yeah. of what it used Which to be. Which is true. Too, right? Which so, is true. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, we are out of time. Oh, we have to shoot. say goodbye to Douglas, our guest today, DouglasVermeeran.com. hour. Or HowThoughtsBecomeThings.com. Go watch the and video. Thank, thank you, you so much for being part of this show. And Eric, we well, will see you next again. week. You guys are a blast. Oh, thanks. <laughs> to our <laughs> listeners, this is the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show. And as our theme song says, What a wonderful world. Love you, Daddy. Thanks, Eric. What a wonderful world. I think to myself